Today is Monday, August 28th, 2023. I'm Mark Beavis. Welcome to the program. On the show today, the U.S. Fed has completed its Jackson Hole Symposium. We're going to review what Jerome Powell had to say there. And Germany is on track to become the worst performing G7 country this year. We're going to take a closer look at its troubles. Canada Post says they keep losing money. We're going to look at those numbers. And Canada is losing an iconic brand, possibly two. Finally, on today's show, an investigation has been launched into Walmart and Hugo Boss's labor practices. Let's get started with today's news. The U.S. Federal Reserve Board ended its three-day Jackson Hole Symposium over the weekend. The highlight of the event, as it always seems to be, was the much-anticipated Jerome Powell speech. The main takeaway from the speaker was that there are still a lot of conflicting data out there and great care must be taken to keep the economy on the right path. In his speech, Powell said, Uncertainties, both old and new, complicate our task of balancing the risk of tightening monetary policy too much against the risk of tightening too little. Doing too little could allow the above-target inflation to become entrenched and ultimately require monetary policy to wring more persistent inflation from the economy at a high cost to employment. Doing too much could also do unnecessary harm to the economy. During his speech, Paul insisted that inflation, in his opinion, remains too high and said that the bank wouldn't hesitate to raise rates further if it appeared that core inflation wasn't getting back to where they wanted to be, and that's at central banks a 2% inflation target. His comments can lead one to believe that even if the Fed doesn't raise rates further, we can probably expect interest rates could stay at a higher level for a longer period of time as an alternative. Now here in Canada, Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin, he will be announcing his next rate decision on September the 6th. If we use Powell's comments as somewhat of a guide, we probably shouldn't be expecting interest rates here to decline to the low level that we've seen over the last 15 years or so. There are a lot of Canadians, of course, who are hoping that interest rates are going to normalize. And a lot of people think that that normal is closer to zero, as a lot of investors have really only seen rates that low. Of course, they dropped precipitously after the great financial crisis. In reality, uh, normal interest rates here in Canada are closer to the 5% range. In news from overseas, it looks like Germany is on course to become the only G7 economy this year that will actually shrink. In its last monthly update, the country posted its steepest decline in manufacturing PMI that it has for more than three years. And the PMI is an overall measure of business activity. So we don't want to see that shrinking like that. It's noted here that even Italy, which is normally one of the worst performing G7 economies, is expected to outperform Germany this year. The IMF recently upped its Italian growth rate to 1.1% for 2023. Uh, in contrast, it is calling for a 0.3% decline in GDP growth for uh, Germany. Now, one of the biggest explanations for this decline in Germany is the weakness that we've seen uh, coming out of China, which is one of Germany's top uh, export destinations. Another contributing factor is German's reliance on Russia for its energy supplies. And with the shutdown now of both the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines, uh, these gas exports to Germany have been halted. This has had a dramatic effect on German industry as um, energy prices have soared, of course, as a result of this. And you, you look at energy intensive businesses such as glass manufacturing, cars, the steel industry, uh, they have all suffered accordingly. Above all else, it's expected that the energy crisis alone will cause Germany to slide into a recession. Canada Post announced that its losses in the last quarter spiked by 59% to a before-tax loss of $254 million. 
Revenue at the Crown Corporation dropped by $78 million or 6% year over year. And of note here is it dropped across all of the business lines. When we break this down into categories, parcels, which represents about half of Canada Post revenue, it fell 7% or $46 million. This is despite the fact that volumes actually rose 2.6% or 2 million pieces. They cite the growing use of shopping platforms by customers. They, uh, they, they cite increased competition and a drop in the fuel surcharge. In the category of transaction mail, revenue in the second quarter fell 5.2% or $22 million. And in this space, the volume declined by 15 million pieces compared to the same period the year prior. Canada Post in this case cites the fact that consumers and mailers have continued to shift more towards digital channels. And they note also that regulated stamp prices remain at 2020 levels. In direct marketing, in the second quarter, revenue declined by 3.7% or $5 million. And in this area, volumes also fell 6.6% or 54 million pieces compared to the same period last year. The corporation notes that volumes remained below pre-pandemic levels as businesses' uh, marketing budgets continue to be under pressure due to economic uncertainty uh, and overall constrained consumer spending. Overall, the Canada Post Group of Companies reported a loss of $167 million in the second quarter. Now, on a positive note, Purelater, of which um, Canada Post owns 91%, they recorded a before-tax gain of $87 million. As part of the announcement, the Canada Post Group of Companies reminds us all that operations are funded by revenue generated by the sale of its products and its services, and it does not rely on taxpayer dollars. Over the weekend, we learned that Kimberly Clark Corporation, the maker of Kleenex, is going to be uh, stopping selling its facial tissue here in Canada. And Kleenex has been a staple in the Canadian uh, market, Canadian households since the 1920s. They do note that some of the other companies' products, such as Cottonelle, Depends, Huggies, etc., they, they will continue to be sold in the Canadian market. Reasons for the departure focus on the fact that facial tissue is really a commodity-like product and it means that it's, it's very hard to differentiate itself from its competitors. The company states that challenges have been aggravated by recent inflationary pressures and under scenarios like this, investors or consumers will tend to typically go more for the lowest price product. Kruger Products, which owns the Scotty's brand, is the current market share leader here in Canada with a 35.5% market share. Kleenex had the second largest market share, coming in at 16.2%. Uh, but even that was barely ahead of Royale Brands, which is owned by the Irving Company, and Royale had a 15.9% uh, market share. Now, finally, uh, Kimberly Clark cited a growth in private labels as a challenge they no longer want to take on. Uh, we think most major retailers like Costco, Walmart, Loblaw, they typically carry their own brands, which they sell generally at a cheaper price. For those of you who had forgotten, the one-time Canadian tech rock star BlackBerry is still around. Um, here's an update with that company. According to sources, New York private equity firm Veritas Capital is considering a bid for the company. Now, BlackBerry, of course, was a one-time global leader in the smartphone business, and the company has already sold most of its legacy smartphone-related patents, which previously generated hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue uh, through licensing deals with other companies. Today, it relies primarily on revenue from uh, in-car software that it provides to connect vehicles uh, to the internet. It also sells cybersecurity software and device management software that corporations use to manage fleets of devices 
that are used by their employees. In its most recent quarter, cybersecurity's revenue fell 18% year over year, and the in-car software business revenues dropped by 12%. Now, despite the massive gains in share price leading up to the 2008 market collapse, the shares of BlackBerry are trading today at roughly the same level that they were uh, 20 years ago. The Canadian Ombudsman for Responsible Enterprise, or CORE, has published uh, an initial assessment into investigations into the Canadian divisions of both Walmart and Hugo Boss, and the assessment comes after a coalition of 28 civil society organizations made allegations of Uyghur forced labor in the company's supply chains and operations, and these allegations were first made back in June of 2022. CORE will also investigate the Canadian division of fashion company Diesel and has already launched probes into Nike Canada, Dynasty Gold, and Ralph Lauren. Hugo Boss says that the allegations are without any basis and notes that it no longer receives supplies from a Chinese firm that uh, CORE had originally expressed concerns about. And predictively, uh, Walmart, it says that it does not tolerate forced labor of any kind in its supply chain. CORE was formed back in 2019 and it has the objective of monitoring and investigating human rights abuses falling mainly into the Canadian uh, garment, mining, and oil and gas companies that operate abroad. This week, we have the remaining four Canadian banks reporting. We got BMO, Bank of Nova Scotia, National Bank, uh, CIBC. They will be reporting this week. We'll see how they compare to Royal Bank and TD who announced last week. Uh, I will be back here on Wednesday with my next report. As always, we have a link for the Investing Academy in the description of this video. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in a couple of days.